The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Uh, hi everyone, and welcome to the Southland Community Law Centre's information sessions. I'm Mike, and with me today is Shane Robinson from Hewitt Gold Lawyers. Welcome, Shane. Hey, Mike. Shane is a principal immigration advocate for Hewitt Gold um, here in, in Invercargill, and thank you for making the time to come in today, mate. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Um, our topic today focuses on immigration, and as always, immigration is a big topic um, with a lot of variables that can combine to making an application somewhat confusing and difficult. However, or hopefully, anyway, our chat with um, Shane will help us uh, make a, the process a little bit easier. Because of all the variables and um, that we could come across, uh, we may be breaking our chat up into several sessions, um, and we will endeavour to separate those sessions clearly, but we are governed by time restraints and the topic depth. So just quickly though, before we start, just a wee reminder to, that these sessions are information only sessions and should not be considered legal advice. If you have any concerns about this topic or any other legal matter, please contact our office. Okay, I thought these sessions, uh, so we could look at COVID, border limitations, mm-hmm. and um, visas, residency, employment, accommodation and, and self-help sort of thing over the period of time we'll see how we're going obviously yeah um and i suppose relevance to yep. to what you what you can and can't answer for us mate sure so if we start with covid <clears throat> excuse me um so what's the impact been on, on covid okay so obviously the the impact that most people will have noticed is the closure of the borders for coming up on two years um which has resulted in um, a lot of families being separated. Um, from that, we are now seeing a large increase in the number of partnership-based visas that are being applied for and also visitor visas where families and couples try to reconnect. Um, some clients I have had um, been separated from going on three years or more, um, which has been very, very hard on them. Um, yeah. And um, going along with that, there has been a lot of um, regulatory change with Immigration New Zealand trying to keep up with the changing situation. So to to give you an idea of how much change there's been, pre-COVID we were looking at 13 or 14 updates to the Immigration New Zealand operational manual every year. Um, When COVID hit, um, and for every year since, we've been looking at between 60 and 80 updates a year, which is a little hard to keep up with. Um, But, yeah, you have to kind of stay on top of it because a lot of it was um, to do with who could and couldn't come through the border, how many people could come through. And, of course, the government has also been um, updating the immigration system to um, address what it feels needs to be updated, a lot of stuff hadn't been updated during the previous term of government because um, Labour and New Zealand First couldn't agree on the numbers of people that should be getting visas. 
Um, mm. And so um, numbers were frozen. It resulted in a massive backlog. Um, some of that has been cleared um, because immigration um, has had the time to work on it because they haven't been processing other things. Um, they've been um, primarily working um, on the 2021 resident visa, which was it, which was um, implemented in September 2021 to address the massive backlog in processing of skilled migrant category visas and the number of people that were in New Zealand that were essential to the workforce but were unable to get residence for one reason or another. So what's happened is that um, it was done in two phases. Phase one opened in December 2021 and um, all those people who had existing skilled migrant category residence applications were given the chance to apply for a very fast-tracked um, residence visa um, and that got off to a fairly rocky start because Immigration New Zealand system crashed as soon as it opened. Um, I spent quite a bit of time and had quite a few frustrated clients trying to log into Immigration New Zealand to get um, the applications done. Um, eventually they got it sorted out but it took about a week or more. They've been constantly updating their systems since so when phase two started in March uh, last year March 2022, things went a lot more smoothly. But to give you an idea of the total number of, of 2021 resident visa applications, the total number of applications received by Immigration New Zealand was 106,092. The total number of people included in those applications was 214,340. So far, 76,483 um, applications have been approved and visas issued, um, which um, covers 142,119 people. Only 238 of those applications um, were declined, uh, or have been declined so far, but um, the process has been um, probably a lot slower than, than people would have liked. As I said, some of those people had... Um, families waiting offshore, which was taking a huge mental health toll on everybody involved. Um, of the 28 applications, 29 applications I made, under phase two, about half have been processed, and a lot of those have been on what they call the priority list, because um, Immigration New Zealand did something nice and prioritised or made available for prioritisation um, the applications of those people whose family, those people whose families have been separated. Um, so that's been the big push. That's been the priority, um, and there was further prioritisation in that group as well for um, medical staff um, and people who were um, highly paid because they were doing really highly skilled jobs. Um, other than that, the massive processing at the moment has also been, I think, 300,000 applications for visitor visas or more since the border reopened um, mid last year. Um, Immigration New Zealand also implemented the government's new accredited employer work visa system, which had been signalled for years but was put on hold by COVID. 
um, and that is a new employer-led system, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, but um, it's a, a three-stage system and required um, employers to pick up the bulk of um, visa applications for um, people that needed employer-specific work visas. As I said, partnership visas um, are quite busy at the moment. Um, student visas are picking back up again because um, the country is now open for international students to apply again um, to the point that Immigration New Zealand has asked us to make sure that student visa applications are submitted eight weeks in advance of um, a course starting. Um, some people have been caught out by that um, and haven't allowed enough time for their visas to be processed in time for their court course starting. So I think one of the things that I would say to people is if you are needing a visa, um, make sure that you um, get in to see someone um, if you need it or start your application at least two months in advance because Immigration New Zealand's processing times tend to be more aspirational than anything else. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Any other questions about that, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot. But, yeah, there is I, a lot, yeah. Um, so, and forgive me, because I'm not au fait with, with how the, the, the whole immigration thing works, to be fair. But, um, like, if you've already got people who are, whose visas are starting to come to an end... Yes. ...and they want to continue on with those... Yes. Again, get in early. Yes. Don't leave it to the last Definitely. minute, like I remember it having been an issue way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so what what can happen is that as long as you make an application before your current visa expires, in most cases, Immigration New Zealand will automatically give you what's called an interim visa. So this is um, a six-month limited visa. Well, okay, sorry, a limited visa is another category altogether, but it's a six-month visa that allows you to continue on your current conditions as long as nothing is really changing. If you are an employee, however, and you are applying for a job with a new employer, you may find that, um, depending on the circumstances, that you can't work while you're waiting for your new visa to be processed, um, depending on the kind of visa that you're, that you're working on. Um, so again, get in early if you don't want to be stuck not being able to work because um, obviously there's going to be a, a financial issue there. Yes, yeah. and some consequences if you don't delay in, in getting your extensions or yep. variations and things like that, which I think we might cover a little bit later in the sessions. Yeah, you wanted to ask about humanitarian exceptions, I think? I believe, yeah. 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 So um, most of the humanitarian cases I've been involved in um, have been domestic violence cases. Um, they typically involve um, people who have made contact with Women's Refuge um, coming to see me because um, the uh, usually the lady in the partnership has um, been the victim of domestic violence, which can be physical, emotional, financial, um, mental... Um, anything that's covered by the Domestic Violence Act and um, has to get out of the relationship but has a visa tying her to that relationship. So what I can do, or what other lawyers and advisors can do, is apply for a special domestic violence work visa application. 
um, sorry, domestic violence work visa. And the only issue with that is that it only works if um, the partner applying for the visa is the partner of a New Zealand citizen or resident. Unfortunately, it doesn't cover you if your your violent partner is another migrant. So, um, which has long been a flaw in the system, and I'm not the only one to to say so. So, right, but yeah, still. yeah. So that that's the main one that I've been doing. The other ones have been um, refugee applications, or adv- advising on um, reunifying families, um, and occasionally ones where someone might have specific um, humanitarian circumstances that are unusual um, that might require um, negotiating with Immigration New Zealand or um, an appeal or even um, an appeal to the minister, um, which is usually treated quite reasonably, I have to say. Um, Can you give me an example of... Okay, so I have one man who um, had a serious mental health condition, very serious mental health condition, and he had um, had some criminal offending, um, and that had been right back when he had first become unwell, um, and this was years and years ago. Okay. And it came to light with Immigration New Zealand, um, because he had had to apply for a new document, I think. Anyway, he was already a resident. But immigration said, well, hang on, you've got these criminal convictions that you didn't tell us about. Um, We are looking at making you liable for deportation. So I accessed the gentleman's mental health file, um, which was extensive, and um, made submissions to Immigration New Zealand and they looked at it and came to what I thought was quite a reasonable decision in that they, um, while they said, yes, you're still liable for deportation because you didn't declare us, we're going to take your circumstances into account and we're going to defer your um, liability for deportation, which means that for four years he's essentially on a good behaviour bond. And as long as he, as long as he can uh, maintain his current um, status as a good citizen, um, he is fine Um, and he's been working really hard to maintain his mental health and um, and he's he's a really nice guy really great guy awesome unfortunately we've run out of time for today's session Um, which has gone quick I have to say (laughs) yeah it has Uh, Uh, thank you again for coming in Shane um, and giving up your time I'm sure that everyone out there will be keen to hear our next session again it is important to remember that uh Today's session is information and um, should not be treated as legal advice. For legal advice on an immigration matter or any other legal concern you may have, contact our offices on 0800 55 0800 um, or 0321 43180. If you would like to contact Shane directly, you can do so by contacting Hewitt Gold Lawyers. Uh, they're located at 162 D Street. Um, or find them on 03218313. Again, thanks for your time, Shane. Cheers, and we Mike. look forward to continuing this on next month. Um, so it's important to remember that situations are unique, and if you do wish to contact us, please do so, as I said, on 0800 or call into our offices at 33 Don Street. Uh, we're on Level 2 at the Centre Stage Building, Q Building, if you will. 
Um, our office hours are 9 a.m. to 4, Monday to Friday, uh, Monday to Thursday, and Fridays until 12:30. We are open to walk-in clients Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. 2023 still sees us returning to our rural outreach clinics throughout Southland. And again, you can contact us on our 800 number. And so that's it for us today. Cheers. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.